What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 26th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Kind of Funhouse Week's own Adam Kovic. <laughs> I was wondering where I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How many crunches did you do today? How many burpees? How many sit-ups? How many, how many curls? We no joke. So Jess and I are on a, a every other day workout routine now, and it's the most bare minimum you could possibly do it's a, <laughs> it's a jog around the block and then it's like a five minute sit-up thing every other day just so that we don't become a, a mush of just bones and yeah. flesh because gyms are closed forever so sure. yeah, yeah, yeah uh so not quite there but um we're trying to eat healthy we're trying yeah, but, uh, yeah thank yeah. you thank you thank, thank you for the ask how are you how, how many uh how many spider-mans have you curled today I, you many, know i uh, did i i uh i had a cup of coffee uh and some coffee cake you know what i mean some but it's homemade coffee yeah. cake so it's like probably not as bad as the stuff you get out of a vending machine uh you know no jen's been really good about keeping me active too during this like taking me out on walks like portillo uh hikes i've been doing a lot of hikes like a lot of urban hiking you know what i mean a lot of people say i put it on the wow. map yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and so i was surprised actually over the weekend we shot some of the gorilla collective uh of course the kind of funny game showcase mashed up with the indie mix event that's happening uh in you know lieu of e3 or whatever on june 6th and uh, i went in there to the office for did the you first just time plug something what happened I did. that's how good i am at it uh but yeah. i walked in there to film something adam and i got to go in and put on i had to put on a collar shirt for the first time and it was one of my skinny collar shirts from like years ago when i was dating jen and i was blown away <laughs> that it still fit like you know what i mean like the i've been doing the vr workouts and stuff i've been doing yeah. the hikes i've been eating better I'm, I'm not terrible you've been you've been keeping it it slim slender and then you've also to. you've got you know I mean? you've got the you've got the dad beard which is exactly i got the dad bob the dad, dad beard everything else you know what i mean mm. got them, unlike you know. most most of the ex ign or current ign staff you have sure. transcended man child and you are now man sure i'm, I'm soy boy right and that's i think you know what i mean that's, <laughs> i'm still on that thing i won't rest yeah. until that image sure, of everybody like this with the beards and the face, just like me, you know, the Jack Patillo image yeah. that's out there with him on it. I want to be on that image. I don't understand how much more of a soy boy I can mm. be to get on this. You know what I mean? But oh. I digress. That's not what we're here to talk about, Adam. Of no, course. No, no. What, are we, what are we here to chat about? Tell we're me. here to talk about uh, us having The Last of Us Part 2, No Man's Sky coming to Game Pass, and, and IGN revealing their summer game event, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, your comments, your squad up requests, everything under the video game sun. And of course, you can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do. You can have a good time if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games it's okay you have a special job you need to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the nice. record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every week day housekeeping for you adam kovic is here from fun hello this is hello. the start of of kinda funhouse week all week long we're collaborating with our friends over at funhouse it started yesterday uh, actually with uh the rooster T- or R- rtx comedy night video going up a whole bunch of people up there doing stand-up comedy mm-hmm. adam remember that 
from RTX. I, I was I was there. I experienced it, and I thought this is a safe place because they can practice their comedy. I'll never see the light of day. They uploaded it. Holy crap! Sure, exactly. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> we like to lie to everybody and say, "Yo, come on in, try yeah. it. It's your first time. No one will judge yeah. you." And then immediately you, publish it out there. We'll never upload this. This is like the Pam Anderson sex tape. You'll never see crap. They uploaded it. Baby, I love you, baby. Those monsters. Uh, uh, we also we also played some CS:GO uh, yep. co-op with. Uh, Kind of funny's very own uh andy cortez who's uh, a gent it was uh, meant to be a little scarier kind of spook him because we know that he uh doesn't like the scares but yeah, it ended up just being more frustrating than anything else but uh, he was a, he was <laughs> a great keep... partner in crime but oh he fun. andy yeah of course don't take him though all right because he wants to go real bad just don't take him all right <laughs> we can't give him we can't give him that unfortunately thank you thank you uh, i know i know we want to but we can't uh, you can keep up with the entire schedule at kindoffunny.com slash funhouse. You go there. It has the entire uh, schedule out listed for you to see what is going on, where it's going on. Plus, if you go uh, to the Rooster Teeth store right now, roosterteeth.com slash store, I assume, uh, you can get the uh, Funhouse Cross Kind of Funny t-shirt, the special event t-shirt. It's not the t-shirt that just said uh, Kind of Funhouse from back in the day that nobody bought. This no, is a good we put a, we put design. Yeah, we put effort into this one. Yeah, we exactly. Kevin, it. whenever you can bring that up to show people, you show it to them, all right? Uh, <laughs> Funhouse Cross Kind of... Oh, they, no, no. I said, no, see, it's not on our store. It's on. The, I think it's on their store, or it's just mm-hmm. on Rooster Teeth store. You got to go to roosterteeth.com slash store. If you go to the Rooster Teeth store, you'll see it. You'll think it's hentai. It's not. It's like, it's more classy than that, but it's close. It's but, getting... Man. Yeah, it's on the front page of the Rooster Teeth store. This was a brainchild of Elise's uh, for years of just this whole idea of making brands into hot, sexy anime girls. Totally. And so just so you know, it was created by a woman. Don't come at me, please. I, I, I love all. <laughs> I, 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 I am an equal opportunity offender. I, I love all anime characters. Big Jojo fan trying to get through season one. And One Punch. I, there's too many shows. I'm sorry. And everyone says watch Avatar The Last Airbender, even though it's not real anime. I, or is it? I don't know. What's the rule? I don't, I don't know. What's the rule? You know what I mean? I just put all cartoons into the anime category. <laughs> and then I'm done. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Extreme Ghostbusters, anime. Oh, my God. Wow. You're the second person in my life other than James Wilms to reference Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, you know, it's on Hulu right now. You can go catch up. That's the one with the, the punk girl on the wheelchair guy, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And Eduardo. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Yeah. That one, like, I, I love shows that you can smell. Like that and Pirates of Dark Water. You're just like, oh man, this this smells like an old sock. And yeah, I want to yeah. enjoy this. Like it just it just stinks of the 90s. I love it. That's yeah. that's my jam. Man, it was. good taste, Greg. You got had a ponytail, it's no big deal. <laughs> Anyways, kind of funny.com slash funhouse. Uh, on top of that, we have two big sponsor predator hunting ground streams this week, uh, Wednesday at 4 p.m. and Friday at 2 p.m. Fridays is three hours long. You can get those on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Uh, today, our only sponsors are our Patreon producers. So ble- please be like them and head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to support this show, get it ad free, and get the exclusive post show. So thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed, Mohammed, aka Momo. And blackjack, uh, but that's enough of that. Let's begin the show with what is yeah. and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. <laughs> Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Now, Adam, I don't want you thinking right. I'm half-assing it. All right, it's kind of Funhouse Week. You come, you come here, and you think, "Oh, four stories." Come on, Greg, where is it at? I'll let you know. Two of these stories have multiple parts, multiple things. So there's a lot going on here. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, Aiden, I'm I'm no no uh, freshman to this whole thing. I, you can stretch a four hour, you know, story thing into like eight hours. I've seen you do it. And sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, whatever I need. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just at a bar chatting in somewhere in Orlando. We've, we've done that. We'll just talk we'll and Greg won't shut up. You know yeah, what I mean? No, That's I how we do it. Absolutely. Take it away. I want to know about this last of us stuff. It's, Number it's, one, I got a rock block of last of us part news or part two news for you. Uh, number mm-hmm. one, uh, or I guess a, cause this is the number one news story. A though, uh, the review embargo has been revealed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the reviews for the last of us part two will hit Friday, June 12th at 12 one AM Pacific time. Of course, uh, Adam, that's a full week out from when the rest yeah. of the world will be in their hands on the last of us. What's your read on that? Uh, yeah, I want to know what score you're giving it. You, <laughs> it can you tell me? I can't. I don't know what I am the a... word. Em- I don't know what embargo means. I'm not good at the English. Uh, you don't speak of English. Uh, no, embargo, no, of no. course, Adam, as you know, means you can't talk about it until that time. You can't reveal your opinions until that it. time. Okay. Well, darn. Uh, we oh, didn't no. get a copy as far as I know, because I don't think Sony acknowledges we exist, uh, except for the God of War team, which is like a couple blocks from our office. <laughs> Well, yeah, they can't get away uh, from you over there, egg and cart Corey Barlog's house every day. I know. I mean, he's just knocking on the door, like, let's hang out. And I'm like, put on your mask, you crazy, crazy man. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, that, that came up so quick. I, yeah. I thought this game wasn't coming out until next year at some point. Well, remember, I, yeah, the indefinite, when they indefinitely delayed it, we were all like, oh, man, that's going to be a long time. And they came back, like, what, two weeks later? Like, all right, cool. It's just three weeks. We're like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I, when you say indefinite, it, it, that all of a sudden I get PTSD of cyberpunk, which just means it's going to be delayed until the end of the year. You're, they're going to push it as far as they possibly can, but then June is so soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm God. Yeah, I'm, I'm legit excited for this. It, it, I guess it was sort of out of my mind for so long that now it's like, oh, remember last? I was like, holy crap, it is coming out. Shoot, I need to probably get through Last of Us Remastered and kind of remember what the hell happened in the game because it's been so long since I've played it. And that's the thing about it. I think, you know, that's interesting is I f- you, there's varying levels of excitement. And what we keep talking about, uh, Blessing and me, when we're talking on PSLW or whatever, uh, it's like we're excited for that game because we, but it's not like it's a known quantity. You know what I mean? Like we don't know, you know, you don't know the twists and turns or whatever or the story. You don't know what the gameplay is going to be, but you know, it's na- Naughty Dog. You know, it's The Last of Us. You know, it's probably going to be great. So I, I haven't felt that pressure of it like bearing down on you. Even getting review codes came really mm-hmm. quickly and out of the blue kind of where it was like, all right, here you go. It's time to go. Oh, fuck. Okay, great. Like I had planned to, I had just been kicking around the idea with Jen of doing another uh, playthrough of The Last of Us Remastered to get like you're talking about up to snuff and remember everything, even though I just done the the Nick streams or whatever. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden it was honest and it was here. And I think honestly, when we turn that corner next week and you start talking about it actually being June, it'll be a bit more clear how close that is. Because right now in this weird this weird COVID time where time does not matter and it doesn't make sense anymore, I feel like, all right, you know, June 12th, the embargo, meaning June 19th, the game. And is that close? Mm-hmm. Is that far? It doesn't matter. I, I feel like, too, if there's a way to review games two different ways, like I wish you could give it a score when everyone else gives it a score. And there's a st- like sort of like how when uh, baseball players have to put the asterisk next to their name because they were doping or you yeah. know, they're doing steroids and juicing up. And you go, well, you know, there's the caveat. So like when you first give the game score, it should be like, by the way, this is when everyone was reviewing it. And I was sequestered for two weeks and it's all I played. So that was my entire life. And I had this weird sort of like uh, fear of the world of like, if I give this game a bad score, everyone's going to like just hang me from a tree or something like that. Like if you could just say, here's the score with a bunch of hype behind it. And then I know some websites do like the uh, like review you know uh, in review or re-review in review yeah like or like that. they'll they'll review it like review a lot of progress. Getting up. Yeah. yeah stuff like that and it's like that's i feel like that's one thing i don't miss 
uh, from our old like review days is yeah. the, the fear of not giving a game a good enough review. I remember people were praising me because I said that Force Unleashed 2 was pretty good when I beat it in a single night. And I was like, I thought it was okay. It was pretty good. And Hamburg, like, thanks. A lot of people are hating on this game. Thanks to you. But it's like, now that time has gone on, we're like, yeah, it wasn't really the greatest game sure. at all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's all I could really think of with The Last of Us. Like, I, I'm going to enjoy it in my own world, which I, and I don't have to really share my opinion with anyone. I feel, are you guys are doing your review, I assume. Yeah. And, oh, I, feel, I am so scared for you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I mean, that's that you, I hear you and I, I appreciate that. But I think that's such a uh, I, I'm with you of how it used to be right of how it used to be at an IGN. Right. I think the mm-hmm. benefit of reviewing stuff for kind of funny is that we just get to do our way. And all we do is talk about it. Right. We're not Metacritic rated. We don't put scores on things. We just get to sit there and enjoy it. And, you know, knock mm-hmm. on wood, you have as many voices as you can have on the actual review panel. So it isn't so much where it was. I remember exactly what you're talking about at IGN, where whether you loved or hated something, no matter what, putting your opinion out there, especially on a giant game, and then having it be, all right, not only what is the audience going to think of this, what are my peers going to be? Because that, that is the thing. Mm-hmm. This is all so subjective. What I like in a game isn't what you like in a game. And, you know, it isn't what Kevin likes in a game. Or it is. And it goes on that way. So to get mm-hmm. to that point where you, I remember doing those reviews for big games. I mean, Uncharted 3, right? That I gave a 10. And so many people were like, it is not a 10. <laughs> and so many other people were like, it is a 10. And it's like this thing of I get both sides of that argument, but I hated it more than anything. Like, I don't mind the shit on the internet, but I did hate it at being at IGN and people at IGN giving me shit about it. Where I'm like, motherfucker, you do this too. You know exactly what I'm doing and what I'm going through. And I played it this right. way and that's what I thought. And this is where it shakes out. Well, it's, it's a strange also sort of like internal tribal mentality. I remember us arguing in a room for many hours about why we thought Skyrim was the best game of that year mm. and how they're like, but it didn't win anything else in any other category. How could it be the best game of the year? And it's like, well, it did. It didn't do anything better than any other games, but collectively it was the best game of that year. And it was so hard having these conversations it was like, why are we defending this piece of media for so long? Like, I, uh, you know, Pete Hines isn't in the room, like being like, you're going to hurt, you know, it's like hundred dollar bills on you. <laughs> yeah. And like, I gain nothing from a game getting a better score or a worse score or anything like that. But it's like, you do have this sort of tribal mentality of like, I'm team this game or like, no, I think it's a 10. No, I think it's a nine. You're like, what the hell's the difference? I don't know, man. It's like it realistically, if it's like above an eight, I think that's pretty good. (laughs) I I mean, even, even then it's like, what does an eight mean to you? And then I don't know. That's, that was the thing at IGN. I always hated top, the top 25 lists we would do for whatever. And like top 25 PS3 games or Vita games or whatever the hell is going to be. And then I would hate doing, uh, game of the year because eventually it got to that thing where all right we're arguing about great games why and why why do i need to yeah. break into a camp and like now i need to feel like i need to fight to the death to defend my game over your game like well this isn't fun this yeah. is what it's about well then also i remember for, for that year it would be like i need to play everything like yeah. i'll play you know red dead or not red dead uh what's it called um red faction gorilla i'll hundred percent and do all these games so that i have a a strong opinion of these things. And I realized by the end of the year, I was like, I had like no personal time. All yeah, I did was exactly. play video right. games. Which is, do it, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. But then you're like, it's, it's like the Academy, right? Where like so many people vote on movies they haven't seen. I can't imagine the people voting on video games. Most of the time played everything all the way through and have an actual, yep. like strong educated opinion about these things. Sort of like, well, I know more about this thing. And so I'm like, it it's just seems so nebulous at some point where you go awards for video games just seem to be like, I think we can all just collectively agree if something's good or bad. 
yeah. at some point. And that's what like what I enjoy more, obviously, than the debate or rating or anything like that is when we do on the games cast, we when we're coming up to game awards or whatever, we'll sit there and try to guess who's gonna win. And it is that game of well, yeah, I know that Disco Elysium's awesome, but I also know a lot of people didn't play that all the way through. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking that this will beat it, or that you start playing that that game of chess of trying to think about what the judges are actually playing and how much they're actually playing of what game. What what I personally love these days are these more like long form essay type videos, like the sure. I don't know if you've seen Rashevik's channel <laughs> or they, they, these these guys will do like somewhere between a half hour to like a two hour review of a game, and there's no score. It's just like now that time has passed and I've played this thing to completion, these are my thoughts. And you go, oh my God, like this is, I enjoy this sort of stuff. Yeah. But you can't, you can't get that on embargo. You know, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to say, I liked it or it's good yeah. or um, the, my game doesn't start. So I can't give it a review. <laughs> I'm waiting on but the day I'm, one patch. That's what they say. Yeah. It'll fix this. Yeah, yeah. 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 I kept trying to play last of us on my Xbox and it didn't work. Why? And I got this code work. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think, so. you know, with our, uh, this year with the reviews, whether it be resident evil three or final fantasy or the like, what I've enjoyed about those is we do a great job of, we all run off and play those games. And then when we come together and review it on the games cast, it's the first time we actually talk about it. Like usually those conversations haven't happened before. So it's more, of what you're talking about where i think it is more powerful even than when i would sit there be the only person in the office to play the game write the review put it up and go live before anybody else played it having the ability to sit there and have tim or imran or you know blessing say something about they what they liked or didn't like and have it affect my opinion of it right or explain answer a question i had that then gives me clarity on why this is happening pretty powerful yeah yeah, so, that, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we can move on. Sorry. No, no. I mean, we're still talking about the last one. Don't worry about that. So we're gonna. You, you, oh, okay. yeah, I just want to say. So yeah, we're doing that, of course, for the games cast uh, Friday, June twelfth, twelve oh one a.m. Pacific time. That is the Last of Us Part Two uh, embargo for the review. Also, of course. Sony seems pretty confident in giving a review embargo a week before release and then letting reviewers like me announce what three weeks early that they have it. So that's plenty of time to play through it. Uh, However, will you like the last of us? You get to decide tomorrow because there's going to be a state of play about it. Yes, we are doing a live reaction to it. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second though. Uh, Sid Schumann on the PlayStation blog writes, hi all we're putting the finishing touches on a new episode of state of play that air Wednesday, May 27th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time on Twitch and YouTube. Naughty Dog Vice President and The Last of Us Part 2 director Neil Druckmann will give you a special preview of The Last of Us Part 2 coming to PlayStation 4 June 19th. Neil will walk you through details of the gameplay experience and story. Uh, The current cut is clocking in at a little more than 20 minutes, ending with an extended sequence showing off about eight minutes of never before seen gameplay. And no, there won't be any PlayStation 5 news or updates in this episode. Just a deep dive into the world of The Last of Us Part 2. Wow, Adam. what a twist, twist the knife there at the end. <laughs> They've said it every time they have any kind of announcement coming up because they're just so sick of people getting excited for no reason. Okay, uh, will you be gotcha. watching this? Or are you trying to go in on Blackout? Uh, I think I'll go in blank, actually, just because of the 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 spoilers that came out and yeah. all that that unfortunate leak. And I, I've been some obviously just in our our world, um, some stuff made its way to sure. my eyeballs and I feel like I've seen enough. So um, yeah, I, I kind of want to just go in blank. And this is, this is one of those games that like, I want to just chill and play and cry all on my own. You know, I've yeah. got a whole bunch of 
Uh, I got a lot of tissues next to the couch, unrelated, but <laughs> it's already there. there. Oh, you already have the tissues ready to go. Okay. Yeah, and some lotion, but that's on that's something. You different. have dry skin. No, I've, I know that for a fact. I've I think it. it's eczema. Actually, I've been yeah, using this yeah. new lotion, and it's it's been so much better. Yeah, yeah. I think I just have. It's something with the LA water. They put a. It's just like it's hard water, you know, and it just kills oh. your skin, man. You yeah. have a water softener. They're not, they're not I, don't, I might not. I might have to. Yeah, that's one of the things I got to do. That'll get you everything. I don't know. I uh, yeah, my I water it was, hard. It was an interesting uh, announcement, I think, because I don't know how many people need to be sold on the gameplay of The Last of Us. You know what I mean? They already did the one state of play. And I, I know you need to remind yeah. people of it, but it's also that fine line of if I if I hadn't, if I didn't already have a review copy, I wouldn't want to watch this. Like, I, kind of funny oh, is doing sure. a live reaction. I won't be a part of it, obviously, because I'm compromised. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't want to go in there and fake it and be like, oh, man, well, did you see that yeah. attack? Well, for the rest of us, the unsullied, the 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 dirt people. as Less you, than. You, the lesser thing. Yes. Yeah. The, less the, the, the subhumans, Greg calls them, exactly. uh, as he walks on our back to <laughs> shield his, his boots from the mud. Yeah, I think there's people right around now who need that sort of e3 fix yeah and we need those we want those extended gameplay things uh, yeah i 20 minutes is long that's a that's a long chunk but that's sort of what it is these days right it's like hey we have your attention there's going to be what like 1.3 million people hundreds of thousands of people watching this and it's like you know they from the corporate side, they want to get those pre-order numbers up and there yeah. haven't really been, a, there haven't really been a lot of things other than the leaks happening right now. So like you can imagine after this thing, they're going to see a big bump. They're going to get a lot of pre-orders and then they're going to up their uh, spending on billboards and advertising all that stuff because they're going to show the pre-order numbers to their client. You know, Sony's going to go awesome, cool. And then they're going to sell more copies. So yeah. that's, that's my guess of why they're doing it now. If, I, if I were to put on my Illuminati hat. It's true. Well, yeah, I think it's just video game marketing, right? Like I, it's expected, mm-hmm. but it's it's that interesting thing, especially now, right? Of they need to take the messaging back. I think for so long now it has been this running. Okay, well, what's what's what are people talking about? It they're talking about the leaks, and so I think you see this campaign of letting people announce today the embargo on a Tuesday, tomorrow come out with this giant uh, gameplay section to remind people. I think something that they do forget, right? That. You can have the cutscene spoiled for you. You can have events of the game spoiled for you, but still, the game is what lots and lots of hours. You assume I forget what Hallie said yeah. in one of her things that it was double the size of Last of Us One. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of hours of you actually playing the game, and so do you, it is about that journey. It is about point A to point you know Z, not about what happens on the way there or how it happens. Yeah, I, I, that's the other thing too. Is like regardless of whatever happens in this, um, I'm, I'm at this point where in media pretty much everything has been done in some way. And you could, you could always shock and scare people at the end of the day. It is a video game and I want the gameplay to be good. Yeah. And yeah, I could be, uh, yeah, it's like, I could be playing as a horse through this world. And I think it'd still be interesting because of the, they, their, their sort of twists on the zombie genre. And that's what I like about it. And I, I'm, uh, you know, kind of a Troy Baker groupie and that's fine. Uh, but (laughs) I, 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 you follow well, I like this too because unlike anything else they've ever done before, this is sort of like their Judge Dread in the in speaking of like the comic book of like time is actually affecting these characters as opposed to like Drake, who's just not affected at all sure. by sure. it's it's always just like, Hey, I remember how we got married and divorced. Like, when did this happen? Was this a comic yeah. book? What I don't know. And then it, <laughs> yeah, but it's like Drake's like, Man, it's tough being fifty with this perfect chest and yeah. amazing hair. And by He's the way, I have a brother. Everything, yeah. Yeah. This this is a game where it's like 
Joel looks like he's affected by time. Ellie feels like she's affected by time. And like the world is moving forward. And like, so that's, it, it, it's obviously that, that is a different, it's a different, uh, you know, franchise that they're doing. And that's what I, that's what I want to see is like, I'm curious to see what they do this world. Uh, what is it? Five, 10 years later. Um, I don't know well, the time. Yeah, what it's four years after the events of Last of Us Part One in the yeah, game. So, so yeah. that that more for me is like I I'm more interested in experiencing it as it happens. So I, regardless, I'm like I know I'm gonna I'm gonna have a, a good bad time. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's ready to have a good bad time about it, right? Uh, yeah, Nanobiologist wrote in Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Hey, Greg and Adam, over the weekend we got a big announcement: a Tlu two stream on Wednesday." My biggest question is, isn't this weird that they showed off the ghost of Tsushima before the that, before the game that's coming out first? Could this have been a way to calm down the crowd and not have the new features to be shown off as associated with the leaks? Or am I overthinking this since we have still seen very little of ghosts until we had the state of play? Uh, yeah. For me, it's very much uh, nano that this is marketing 101 again where they know how loud and uh involved the crowd around the last of us part two is and that if i think if you were to go first with last of us then try to insert ghost then bring the conversation back to last of us for release and review and everything that would get too cumbersome and unwieldy like give us ghost mm-hmm. when we were all when before like we we're just talking about before you really realize and it sets in how close we are to last of us part two instead give us ghost let have that time to shine let it have its week that it had or maybe even week and a half right of people actually mm-hmm. freaking out about it yeah yeah and it, like i said too this is th- without with the absence of e3 and also sony had already announced they weren't going to be at e3 i think this is them figuring out how to do their nintendo direct in a way of like what what makes sense to promote now and then also they're on the cusp of ps5 like yeah. i imagine their their internal marketing and distribution uh team is just like there's a lot of probably mis messaging going on right now and like trying to figure out how to put things out at a time and at some point that's just sort of how things line up and they go we have to do it this way because it will make sense in the end yeah um, but yeah yeah i think i think greg and i kind of see the matrix and we see the numbers and we go this makes sense from a marketing perspective <laughs> exactly uh, from the business it's a weird it, way right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um but yeah when when does ghosts come out actually i, I missed july. that part oh that's my god july. that's yeah july 17th i believe i'm expanding I, my calendar reason, I, yeah july 17th I assumed, I assumed that was going to be coming out this holiday with a little flute guy you know like <laughs> harder, but <laughs> damn yeah, yeah no no it's not it's a uh, there yeah i think that again is another one of uh playstation's interesting 2020 as we all have right of how the hell this all actually shakes out with a pandemic affecting video game production sales <laughs> when do you put stuff out when do you not have stuff walk all over it mm-hmm. yeah and i think the idea too right now is everyone's like let's get this stuff out before cyberpunk yeah also uh, true. Yeah. Not, not that things ever line up that way obviously movie and video game production are those things that are just like there's so many people working on this stuff that it's always sort of a miracle that it gets done <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, to be able to, and also, man, it's been so long since we've had a, a soccer punch game. So I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah, I can't wait for Ghost. It's, it's a it's a good summer here for being a video game fan, let alone a PlayStation fan, let alone getting to Cyberpunk, let alone getting to Series X and PlayStation Five. Uh, in yeah. kind of funny. Com slash you're wrong, where you can keep us honest. Uh, Capitalist Pig says uh, Wikipedia states it's five years between the games, not four, as I said. So there you go. Oh, well, there you go. 
Then off by a year, might as well just quit now, Greg. Keep it straight, you know what I mean. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, we have one final last of us piece of news for you. It's banned apparently in the Middle East. This is James Bachelor over at GamesIndustry.biz. PlayStation Adventure: The Last of Us Part Two seems to have been blocked from release in multiple Middle Eastern countries. Uh, The game is due to launch globally on June nineteenth, but currently does not appear among the listings for the Saudi Arabia or United Arab Emirates versions of the PlayStation Store. Uh, you can still buy dynamic themes and avatars based on the game, and uh, the PlayStation Arabia Twitter account is still promoting tomorrow's State of Play broadcast, which will go into more detail about the title. One Reddit user, spotted by VG247, reports that PlayStation support said any game that does not appear in a regional store has been, quote, banned by the competent authorities uh, of this country, and we cannot do anything regarding that, end quote. GamesIndustry.biz has contacted Sony for more information. No reason for the ban has emerged yet, although it's likely it's most likely due to either the nudity and sexual content uh, mentioned in the ESRB rating, as can be seen on the official website, or the LGBT themes that often lead to enter- that often lead to entertainment products being banned in the region. As VG247 notes, uh, the ban may not harm the game sales in the area as prepaid uh, PlayStation game cards can be purchased online from other markets that still work on the regional stores. Uh, there are also third-party retailers in the area that will import copies of the game from overseas. Gotcha. Well, that's a, it's always a shame to have anything banned anywhere you yeah. are when it's just, you that. know. I don't. I don't think the game has an agenda or anything like that. They just want to tell a story. So. You're going to tell me that that SJW Neil Druckmann isn't pushing this down my fucking throat, <laughs> making me this soy boy. <laughs> he did this to me. <laughs> I never thought like this before. I, I all I know, yeah, I mean, at the very end, they, they, at the end of the game, they give you a quiz, and you need to pass it in order to move to the next area to see if you're, uh, you're progressive enough. And then they also, <laughs> should you respect women? Yes or no? Fuck, yeah. I don't know. What do I do? They, <laughs> they take your voting card and they change it. Yeah, I, goddamn, <laughs> hard lock your PlayStation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, I don't know. It'll be interesting okay. to develop to see if it is actually there. If they'll actually get a statement as to what about it pushed it. Obviously, as the games industry up his article calls out, it would seem like yeah, the nudity, sexual content, or maybe the LGBTQ stuff in there is going to be the reason for it. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, that's. I mean, hey, here here in the West where we're free, we yeah. get all all the the breasts and dongs that we want. It's uh. We're living life, la vida loca, baby. I mean, you know, you know the breast, the breast, we're still kind of conservative on. It's the violence we don't give a shit about. You know, fucking put a shotgun <laughs> in somebody's mouth, blow their head off. We don't give a flying fuck. Show yeah, a nipple, fuck it, off. Yeah, if my pants are to feel tight, then God <laughs> will be angry. I was gonna say you're impure. You've impured yourself. I, I'm just living with all the sin inside me. I better ban this video game that's trying to just, you know. Is bringing out the tail. Yeah, no. Uh, Number two on the Roper Report is a super, super simple one. Uh, No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox Game Pass and Windows 10 PC in June. That's it. Woot. Yeah. Game Pass is uh, it's a a pretty pretty good deal these days. Dude, Game Pass is fucking insane. So fucking insane. Like, yeah. And No Man's Sky. I mean, obviously the journey that that uh, Hello Games and uh, Sean Murray and No Man's Sky the team have been on is incredible. Mm -hmm. Let alone now, just yeah, if you have Xbox Game Pass to pop down and get it and see what that game's all about now. Good for them. I, yeah, I look forward to Anthem going through the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think is Anthem going to make the rebound? Do you think it's going to have a No Man's Sky moment when it comes back, or is it just going to be like, oh, uh, this is fun? I think it will, but it's going to be called Anthem Two or Anthems. Mm. Like, I, I think they're just going to ditch what they have now and just go. We fixed it. Here's the second one. Yeah. But, uh, ignore this thing here. Look at this. Yeah. It's the <laughs> EA way. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interesting because you know. 
No, every, whenever we talk about Fallout 76 or Anthem, everybody's like, oh, are they going to have a No Man's Sky moment? And it's that thing where, although launch expectations were so high for No Man's Sky, they weren't high in the same way I think you regard a, a Bioware game or you re- regard a Bethesda game. And so I feel like even though both of those games, or I mean, Fallout 76 has done a lot of work and already put it out, and the way EA is talking about, or you know, Bioware is talking about coming back to Anthem, even getting those games back and having that moment, I can't imagine how different those games would have to look to have that moment where they weren't the punchline mm-hmm. to everybody who wants to leave an angry internet comment. Yeah, everyone says that about, you know, uh, Anthem needs to have the the No Man's Guy. I think Bioware needs to have their id software moment yeah. where they are, they are but a shadow of what was the thing that made them great. And now it's time where it's like, it's, it's basically a new class and go, hey, let's get away from those things of all this basically history and just do our own thing yeah where like blizzard i think has the same issue where it's just like you have so many greats before you that you don't want to sully the the reputation of what it is but most of those guys who found those companies are gone and right yeah it's just a name yeah so like bioware they just need to go okay what is the dna what makes bioware bioware and then how do we bring that into the modern century and like doom and doom eternal absolutely did that And so, yeah, fingers crossed they go, what game do we want to play? You know, but at the same time, what has a, a deep story and cool RPG elements and these sort of things that we loved and what brought us here to this company instead of, I want my Iron Man moment. Like, okay, that's substance, but, or, you know, that's, that's surface. We want substance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need something beyond the suit, right? Yeah. Will be interesting to watch. Speaking of interesting to watch, Greg Way, number three on the Roper Report, uh, IGN announced their summer of gaming. In, oh, they detailed it. They'd already announced it. They actually gave out a lot of details. Uh, Adam, if you look, I have a hyperlink here that says, let's look at the schedule. I'm going to read the okay. intro to it, but we're going to go through that if you want to look at it. Uh, Joe Scrubber, uh, we at IGN are happy to reveal the schedule for our summer of gaming event in June, including our brand new IGN Expo Showcase, where we'll debut exclusive game reveals, trailers, gameplay demos, and more. We're also excited to announce a series of chariot events and special icon segments featuring interviews from iconic developers about some of the world's most influential games. Uh, we've got a packed month of game reveals to bring you, not least of which, uh, not, I'm not, not least with three days of IGN Expo, our own showcase for exclusive announcements and reveals from developers across the industry taking place June 5, 8, and 9. Uh, IGN Expo will come alongside other announcements and shows from our partners across the industry throughout the month, including the likes of CD Projekt Red, Blizzard, and Xbox, all accompanied by our team's expert analysis in pre- and post-show coverage. You'll want to check out the full schedule for all the announcements, but over the month, we'll be bringing you everything from Cyberpunk 2077 details to next-gen footage to brand-new game reveals to exclusive footage from the likes of Wasteland 3, New World, Samurai Jack, Battle for Time, and much more. And then, yeah, they have this giant old schedule up here if you can go to IGN.com to find it. But I like this uh, little they, cool graphic they made. You know what I mean? Because you can they, just like that. Who, who, I, 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 I like to mock IGN because of the big guy, sure. as they should be. You know they're the top dog, but God, their graphics team is amazing. Yeah, like, all their thumbnails always look so good, and all their their graphics packages look amazing, and all their news and video reviews. All right, we get it. You but, like it, right? I know. I just I want Max to grow a beard. You know, if you could do it, <laughs> join us, Max, please. Stupid, tall, beautiful man, grow up some facial hair. And join the rest of us down so, here. Yeah. In the dirt. Definitely worth going over and checking out on IGN as you glance through it. They have these beautiful graphics up that you can go look at it and stuff. And I like the way they've done it. I think, you know, the one thing we've talked a lot about with uh, Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Game Fest, right, is that it's a bit more ambiguous of 
he puts the things up there, you don't really know, okay, well, what is it? Where's going? Like IGN has a packed schedule day to day, right? You look at even June 5th and it's like, it has, it breaks it down into reveals, trailers, gameplay, right? And like reveals, yeah. unannounced game, uh, fun comp slash the outsiders, uh, unannounced, uh, unannounced game for merge game, unannounced game reveal in the exclusive reveal trailer. Like they have stuff on here, letting you know, like setting expectations, which I think is so important that some people are getting mm-hmm. away from on this, of course, which is yeah. where then- people are going to get burned. <laughs> Well, there's some there's some interesting stuff in here too. Like June sixth, they have the pre-show charity stream, and they have a you know, so it's like kind of a games done quick yeah. aspect to it. So having a Fallout speed run thrown into this is like we're so far away from what E3 used to be yeah. that everyone's breaking off and doing their own weird thing. And I, I'm okay with it. I'm like, hey, have fun, go nuts, do these. These also having worked, I know you've been there too. Having worked E3s for many years, putting a show together like this is a nightmare. Oh my god, totally. So, I can't imagine yeah, I, what it's like over there right now as they talk about all this and how they were working through it. And it's interesting, even as you look at it and you read, you know, uh, Joe Scrabble's, you know, announcement of it, right? Of like, they have all these different things, but then they have their own showcase. They're talking specifically on five, June 5th, uh, 8th, and 9th, right? Which are mm-hmm. like their more hosted days, but then it's them partnering with stuff. And that's the one thing I, you talk about, you know, there's so many different events going on, Adam. I feel like in some ways, you know, there's a lot of, we're just moving things around and calling them different things. We're even, you know, we've talked about this a lot when we talk about uh, the Summer Game Fest from Jeff Keighley, right? Of, well, wait, what's the original content versus what stuff you could get anywhere? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. either, you know, the IGN calls out the cyberpunk stuff. I'm assuming that's just the cyberpunk uh, event that's happening, right? Where they're like, okay, cool. The cyberpunk uh, showcase they've already announced. We'll be hosting that doing pre and post show for it, right? Um, right. But that's why it's interesting when they call out their exact days of, you know, like June 5th, where it's like, this is exclusive. This is their own thing. Because it is, you know, these the specific dates are calling out, but then they have other stuff, right? Where like even June 6th, right? Like, they're doing the fallout speedrunner thing then they're showing uh the gorilla collective which again is the thing we're doing with uh the media indie exchange the mix uh they're doing they're covering both they're they're well not covering it i guess necessarily maybe they are doing pre and post shows for it but they're definitely showing the showcase from the gorilla collective on all three days so june 6th 7th and 8th that'll be on there but then they're also putting in different content with it they're pairing it up with the pc gaming show upload vr showcase is happening on june 8th as well so it's this uh, you know, and more power to them, credit to it of IGN trying to be the one-stop shop, right? Where you know if yeah. something's happening, you can just go there and watch it. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this we've seen this with our audience in E3 is that like we, we'll do typically historically we've done our like drunk uh, E3 coverage yeah. where we Love take we take shots when like you know we play like you know E3 bingo, and we'll get something stupid like thirty thousand people watching, and we're like, you don't need to like, and people are like, what? Can you guys please shut up? I'm trying yes, to watch this. I know, it's like, right? It. And I think it's it's just one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, even if it's it's being plugged into through someone else, people go to IGN because they're subscribed to it. It's just yeah. like that thing you do through gritted teeth of like, fine, they have everything because they're goddamn IGN and they're yeah. they've been there. They are big. They've always been big and they'll continue to be big because you the beast is never ending and only getting larger. So, yeah, no, I'm just, right there with you. you know, we do we do pre and post shows for all the conferences, you know, traditional E3 stuff, and we do live reactions and stuff. And it it kills me every time that we're doing it and getting huge numbers for us. And somebody will be in there like, we stop talking over it. I'm like, why the fuck are you here? Like, why did you come here if you didn't want us to talk a little bit over this or engage it, with it? Like, might, you can go watch yeah, it. It might, might be because like they're in chat and they want to share with those people and they like sure. they want to have their conversation. Yeah, I get. We I think 
we we were talking about before this whole thing went down that we were like maybe we'll just do two streams one without commentary one with commentary but then we're just mm-hmm. then we're just rebroadcasting but I mean, at the same time, they don't care. They just want exposure. So they're, you know, the, I hate saying it that way. Like they're a, a starving artist. Sony just wants some exposure and they, we will pay them and such. But um, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where not like recently they've been sending us links and being like, Hey, if you want to air this, yeah. go nuts, put it on your stream. I'm like, that's cool. That's the one thing I do like about the gaming industry where it's like, like they're just like put it everywhere get it up there do your commentary do your thing talk over it whatever it's fine so i mean yeah ign's just doing that as they probably should yeah i see i saw in chat a couple questions go by but what does this mean for kind of funny's coverage of it it's a great question and i don't necessarily have the answers for you obviously this just dropped before we went live today tim and i need to talk about everything else like you know we're gonna like EA Play, there will be a reaction for right uh the xbox stuff Mm -hmm. there's going to be a reaction that's easy those are things for ign's IGN Expo, that's a different ball of wax, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, are we going to go there and talk over Damon's interview of someone? <laughs> probably not. That doesn't make sense. And if they're just yeah. revealing a trailer or something, then probably we would wait and get the trailer and react to that. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go and see also how clearly they're messaging that. If it's the IGN Expo is, you know, uh, June 5th, starting at 9 a.m., like, are they going to tell us specifically when the other times of those things come? And would they want us react to that and all these other things? Like, We'll have to figure it out. But I also don't know how much I would have to say of like their gameplay reveal of Blanco's block party. Like, I don't know if I have anything to say. I don't know what that is. I don't know. But like, <laughs> that's where it also gets interesting for all these games of this struggle of, I think when you're a smaller game, the benefit of being in an Xbox or a PlayStation press conference was that you got revealed to a million different people, right? And so for an IGN Expo, which is so long, and I know that it's three days, but then it's partnered with an entire month of coverage, like, do you lose that? You lose that must see TV vibe of it where you have like, you know, during what it was at that Saturday with EA play through Tuesday morning of Nintendo direct. That was like during E3 shit you knew you need to watch. And there was only so many you had to watch. Whereas now with this and summer game fest and all these different events that are happening, it's going to be really hard to keep everyone's attention. And then game awards at the end of the year. And then if there's any other iteration of that, Yeah, that there is something lost there, and I, I think uh, we all kind of knew this was happening with you know E three kind of going through its its slow death process. That I, I will miss those. I I love yeah. I love those those press conference days where you can just you 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 go you enjoy those. You know you have to be there and you have yeah. to see what is there. And even I and you're there for the the home runs and you're there for the whiffs. And yeah. sometimes it's a whiff and you go, "What the hell was that?" And it's what fun to talk thinking? about, but. I know. I, I mean, sometimes they're like, I need to fill a slot. I don't know. Here's uh, Tony Hawk ride. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this board is fu- filled with technology. Tony Hawk, you shut the fuck that. up. Who told you to say that? Shut up. Guy well, hands, guy who, <laughs> some gave him a $2 million check and he said, I'll, I'll talk about you. I'm not sure. Let's go. That's filled with technology. <laughs> Why not? Um, basically, IGN and Jeff Keighley need to just come together and make one giant show next year. That way there's just one they thing. Won't, they won't, though. I mean, this is this. In the game Nintendo, as, as much as people give people shit for to Nintendo for not innovating or, you know, just kind of doing the same thing, they were ahead of the game with the whole Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And this is this is what it's becoming. Oh, I got a package. Oh. From Rooster. I'll show your address. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Um, 
Speaking yeah, of figuring I mean, it out, number four hey. on the Roper Report, damn these data miners. I got two for you today. Uh, a Berlin map has been found in Mafia 3. This is James O'Connor at GameSpot. Mafia 3 Definitive Edition, the newly released version of Mafia 3 that includes all the game's DLC, seems to include a new asset within it. Files have been discovered within the game that show off a map of Berlin, and although it's missing textures, the full town map seems to be in there. On YouTube, Slider V2 has posted a video, as seen on Reset Era, exploring the map as Mafia 3 protagonist Lincoln Clay, showing it from both the air and the ground. Uh, while the video does not explain how the map was accessed, it lines up with earlier reports about a canceled game by developer Hangar 13. A 2018 report on Kotaku about the developer outlined their plans for a new game, Rhapsody, which would be an 80s set would be an 80s set spy game that saw you playing a Russian Jew out for revenge for the murder of their parents. The video does not provide much insight into how the game would have played, but it looks like at least most of the map had been laid out. Rhapsody did not go ahead, but it seems uh, that the map survived in the files of Mafia 3 Definitive Edition. Hangar 13's next game will be the remake of Mafia Definitive Edition, will be the remake Mafia Definitive Edition, releasing August 28th for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Hmm. That's the kind of stuff I like, Adam. I like you when like, data like, miners go like in there and find like this that? kind of thing. Here's this relic. Here's this old cool thing that you would never have thought would have been hidden in the files. Yeah, the entire map of Berlin is here. I like the reasoning behind it. Like whenever, you know, I remember this back in Halo 2 where people found like a room of, it was like a mix of like Flood and some other, I think it was Brutes maybe, something like that, but they were never in the game. And they're like, why didn't they use them? It's like, because... If for is some weird there's some weird logic there where if they took that thing out the whole game would implode on itself so <laughs> you have to like like the witcher they just have a hole that they put everything into and there's some part in the game that relies on this working but yeah. it has to stay in there but it needs to stay invisible to the player but then it's always really cool when people find these weird sorts of things i don't yeah i actually never played mafia 3 so i i this is all new to me uh yeah. That was the one set in the 70s, I believe, in New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you were okay. driving around. As- uh, yeah, just a neat little thing of this game, you know, a, a glimpse into what could have been. Now, mm-hmm. here's the kind that I don't like. Uh, Division 2 uh, secrets might have been revealed also by data mining. Uh, this is Zach uh-huh. Wise over at Kotaku. A, data, mine, a da- data mining fan has found and shared what seems to be the possible next few months of story updates for the Division 2 buried in the new public test server build of the game. On May 22nd, the Division 2 got a public test server and players could download and play this new version of the game. The idea is Ubisoft will update and change the PTS and get feedback from players before bringing those changes to the main game. Reddit user definitely... Definitely anal T16 uh, so decided to comb through uh, the new files in this uh, PTS build of the game and found what appears to be hundreds of new audio files detailing upcoming story events and narrative beats. Kotaku reached out to Ubisoft ahead of these ahead. No, Kotaku reached out to Ubisoft about these files and how they might factor into future content. Uh, the audio files uh, that the user found are a mix of what sounds like new audio logs and radio conversations, as well as some enemy barks. Stuff like, he's over there, get him! Some audio lines are voiced by real people and actors. Other lines uh, are being read by what sounds uh, like a text-to-speak program. This is very likely placeholder audio. It's still being tested. Uh, Kotaku uh, has all the actual uh, spoilers there if you want to read it. It seems like Manhunt stuff, if you've been following the seasons, maybe revealing who the big bad of the next Manhunt would be. Uh, This next part is not a spoiler for the story, but spoilers possibly for a new mode that I was going to read about here. That Again, from uh, Zach's report. 
what has some now if you don't want spoilers i guess but it's just maybe for a mode that might happen i don't think it's that bad uh what has some division two fans excited are audio files that seem to reference a possible new game mode in the audio files you can hear what sounds like agent kelso uh, talking about taking over a skyscraper she mentions checkpoints safe rooms and congratulates players for reaching the top What's really interesting is an audio file that seems to imply this content will be replayable. In the file, Kelso says, quote, think you can clear that skyscraper faster faster if you do it again. Players have long wanted, longed, I think he means long wanted, uh, infinitely playable modes in the Division 2, like the Underground in the first game. So many are latching onto these new audio files as a confirmation of such a mode is coming. But remember that unused and scrapped files can be found in almost every modern video game, aka the thing we just read about with Mafia 3. Yep. All the time. Are you uh, your Division Two fan? You still I playing? Division Two. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was back in when they started this the season stuff up. Where I don't know if you followed it, but they've been doing stuff every week with their battle pass and working through that. I was getting deep into it. I still haven't gone back and finished off the main person. We are you hunt down the four like underlings and then go after the big bad. And so I think mm-hmm. I still have to do one of the underlings, maybe two of them, because they're released every other week or every few weeks, and then whatever. But yeah, love the Division Two, gotcha. and I think this this skyscraper thing sounds awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm a passive fan. I'm. I'm rooting for the game. I'm glad people enjoy and it's doing well because it seemed like uh, there were so many of these like Destiny type games yeah. coming out. These like games never and yeah, these never ending semi persistent worlds. But from what I've seen online, divisions Division Two seems to be doing it the best, which is great. I'm like, good as long as people have something that's fun to go back to. People yeah, play it, seem to really like it. You being one of them. Yeah, and it's that thing where. I, and I, I can't speak for everybody and I'm not trying to. Again, like I talked about this one, you know, being a bummer. I feel it's a bummer if you're massive and you've been working on the storyline and you want to surprise people and tease people and then the stuff leaks out similar to the Naughty Dog stuff. Mm-hmm. The story stuff, like the story in the division is not why I play the division, right? Like it's <laughs> literally like it, the, the way they describe it of like this person looks like it would be the person who's going to be the next manhunt. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't even know who I'm hunting now. I'm just fucking out there killing mm-hmm. people. <laughs> Let me go kill the bad guys and get the loot. That's what I want. Every time you log in, Tom Clancy's corpse gets another five bucks. So that's all that matters. What's that? I said he deserves it. He earned it by having nothing to do with the division except putting his name on it. We we have mocked him endlessly. And I ran into into his son at a party once. And he was like, love you guys. Love everything you do. Except he didn't watch Funhouse stuff. He watched the Inside Gaming News stuff. I was like, You're oh like, yeah, hey, we cool, never, never talking by. Yeah, never mocked your dad there. Sorry, man. Sorry, Clancy <laughs> Jr. But uh, he was very nice. He was a very nice guy. Uh, what kind of what party were you at where he showed up? Might have been an IGN party. It was an E3 party. It was something. But I was. We always just joke where it's like at some point Tom Clancy was just like just had a rubber stamp. He's like, yep, that looks yeah, good. Totally, totally right. Yeah, more random Splinter Cell stuff. Yeah, like Clancy Jr. Like he must be fucking doing quite well for himself just you know, sitting there watching these games come up. He didn't wear the hat like old old pops, but uh, yeah, he he was a very nice he was a nice gentleman. So it was a good meeting. Uh, that's my that's my Tom Clancy story of the week. If you want to see more of those, check out my blog spot uh, that is currently eighteen plus. Wow. Okay. Well, I understand you're <laughs> working on your OnlyFans content over there, uh, Adam. I'm excited to see what happens in the division two, but whatever's going to happen next is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? Ah, the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today. Uta Waronomonano. Finally. 
Prelude to the Fallen on PS4, and it lives, the PlayStation Vita. Uh, Wildfire on PC, The Elder Scrolls Online, Graymore, PC and Mac, uh, Rune Lord on PlayStation 4, Minecraft Dungeons, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, Quantum League on PC, Castle Pals on PlayStation 4, Dr. Doodoo Pants' Evil Lair, Wonder Swan Zune. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke right <laughs> i don't fucking know wonder swan and zune are the platforms listed by kataki on that one All right. summer pause on pc cars and crystals on pc the lost labyrinth on pc johnny ace tennis 2 on switch and pc i'm not making that up johnny I, ace tennis I, 2. I love johnny ace johnny five aces is that a reference to what that is the zyborn clock is that what that is anyone know. Johnny Ace is Nick's stupid tennis character he does all the time around here that he thought he made up and then it turned out to be a real person. And it's it's very annoying. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath is on a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Stadia. Uh, Dimension of Dreams is on PC. Red Dead players, Red Dead Online players get a free tarot card map this week and earn an extra 50% while selling completed tarot card sets. Tiny Little Kingdoms is out now on iOS and Android. Uh, PUBG gets an update 7.2. It's available on PC, Stadia, and consoles. Uh, The latest version of PUBG introduces a long-awaited ranked mode, changes to shotguns, jerry cans, and other gameplay tweaks. I don't know what a jerry can is, but it made me laugh real good. Uh, And then Predator uh, Hunting Grounds gets an update today, and the Dutch DLC is available. Yeah, yeah. My horrible. They got chopper. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do a short thing. New dates for you. Keen, One Girl Army is coming to Nintendo Switch and Steam June 25th. And then Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human are coming to Steam June 18th, 2020. It finally happened. This is what you've been waiting for, right? You love David Cage games, and it's time to jump right into them. And I said, I refuse to support the Epic Games Store. I will only play them on Steam where they were meant to be played, not... As a, uh, what's the game called? Uh, Beyond Two Souls fan. And uh, I still defend David Cage's ability to put naked celebrities in video games. Uh, I can finally play it on the uh, the pervert platform known as Steam. Cannot yeah, exactly. Wait. Get any other weird-ass game you want there. Go do your turbo time. <laughs> uh, deals of the day for you. We have uh, next, the next round of games with gold on Xbox for you. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is going to be available June 1st through the 30th on Xbox One. Coffee Talk. Available June 16th to July 15th on Xbox One. I played a bit of that uh, back in the day when it released on PSN. A uh, real fun, uh, you know, just narrative game where you're just going through and making the choices and, you know, making conversations and making coffee. Uh, Destroy All Human, uh, June 1st to the 15th on Xbox One and Xbox 360. And then Seen More, Sign More. I'm probably fucking that up. Uh, June 16th to the 30th on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Uh, then we have what a PlayStation. <laughs> what is that is that a what is that like a skateboard it's it's your lineage you know what i mean you gave up on it you forgot about it man don't ever forget can about i change Xbox. can i change the front face plate to something really cool you sure can. You sure, well not not to something cool but you can change it you can change it to a very lame face plate that they try to make cool if you want Oh God! Uh, PlayStation Plus Two is announced early. A, a new game coming to it. Uh, this is from the Twitter. Uh, PlayStation Plus members, Call of Duty World War Two is part of the monthly games lineup for June and will be available for download starting May twenty sixth. That's today. We'll we'll share additional details of our monthly lineup later this week. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. So a weird one that makes me think maybe that's not one of the full blown PlayStation Plus things because they usually announce it all together and then put it out the first Tuesday. You know, the PSN update of the month. So maybe right. this is something additional for June. You'll get three next week or in June. Who knows? 
Right now, you can go get yeah. Call of Duty World War II if you want it. I got a free free Call of Duty. Just take it. That's what. That's the second to newest one or third to new. I can't remember when they come out. They're just it's every they year. Are yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, the last, the last one was just Warzone, right? Oh uh, yeah, uh, it was Modern Warfare, but then they put out <sighs> Warzone. Yeah, and then before that was World War II. Unless maybe they had jetpacks, I forget. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember that. It's they're still they've been doing yearly for. God, as long as the United States has been a thing, it feels well, like it's just. Which one had blackout? That was called. That was oh. Black Ops Four, right? Yeah. So sorry. Yeah, it was World War Two, Black Ops Four. Then that's right. Modern Warfare. Yeah. Then there are War. there are three studios as of now. Technically, yeah. like five or six, mm-hmm. but yeah, because Raven's still shoved yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, they got their game taken away from them, which is going to be the next Call uh, of Duty. Given, well, let's not get back into it. They that made Jedi show. Outcast. It's one of the. Best games ever made. Uh, they made fucking X Men Origins Wolverine. All right, brother. That's what they made. Yes. Hell yeah. Shit, shit I, story of a cool gameplay. Man, I love that. It's, I, I actually, I think there's I'm two achievements away in that game from like completing it on uh, that Xbox skateboard we talked about earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, should, I should maybe play that. Whip out the old faceplate I got from the dollar store. Oh, yeah. That's the one you want, right? God, I remember <laughs> that. They thought that was going to be a thing. And I mean, it was. The faceplates were popping for a second, I guess. The, the 360 is this beautiful time capsule where it's just like, Jay Allard came out looking like he just got got off a mountain snowboarding and like, <laughs> laid laid down next to the thing. And they're like, and here are the killers and Elijah Wood. You're like, oh my god, what a beautiful time dream of video games. I know, I mean, yeah, the something about the early two thousand or the mid two thousands is just like so it, it wasn't social media wasn't a thing, so like you could still do really dumb, embarrassing things, and no totally. one would judge you right away. Oh, I miss him, miss you, Jay. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, giving me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, it's Mark Freeman who needs help on Zoom. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at the Indie Boy One, the numeral one, the Indie Boy One. Uh, Mark Freeman writes in and says, Hi, Greg and Adam. So we had another wonderful community Zoom Sunday. Well, apart from that 10-minute troll invasion when some fool tweeted out the link with 1.2 million followers, but Barbie Girl still slaps. Sorry about that. I didn't I didn't think people would Zoom bomb us. So like we, they were having like a community meet and greet and I came in. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fun. And then I tweeted out the information. And then, yeah, people just who just came in. They wanted to be jerks and they were jerks. Uh, you're the, the Joker. Votes are in. You're, you're chaos incarnate. I've always said it. Uh, the votes are in. And this week, the Zoom community meetup will be 1 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. As usual, this is an open invite to everyone. Uh, we had a very global turnout this week. Uh, all the details will be on my pin tweet at the indie boy one with an faq as a reply uh if we have an invasion in the future we will enable the waiting room and pull in people that tweet me their zoom names one by one right now you don't have to worry about that though you can just go to twitter.com slash the indie boy one for the details he says this week's password will be case sensitive hashtag greg sucks capital g <laughs> capital s uh, and he's not spelling it the nick scarpino way he's actually spelling it uh, s-u-c-k-s so greg oh. sucks incorrect way from kfa i hope to see you there uh but if you can't make it don't worry this is a weekly thing we're gonna do for the foreseeable future so follow the indie boy one on twitter Uh, it was fun to pop in mark congratulations on doing another one keep it going i wish you that it's time to check in with you're wrong this is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games rooster teeth and listening to podcast services around the globe uh capitalist pig says read the mafia 3 timeline mafia 3 is actually set in 1968 not the 70s as stated 
And then Tommy Boy says what we are, what we clarified already, but for the record, 2017, Call of Duty World War II, 2018, Black Ops 4, 2019, Modern Warfare. Boom, got go. it. Yeah. Crushed it. We also, got it in the end. Well, here, here's my counter argument for the first one. Time's a construct, man. We it's it's a man-made thing. There's so many leap years. It could, I mean, really, if we're using the calendar system, it's really like the year 10,000. Uh, yeah, you know, or whatever it is, like 12,000. 12, 12, yeah, if you watch a, a Kresiger video every once in a while, it's but yeah, stuff. it's good, yeah, man, it's heady, it's crazy. Look, we're all just atoms and we're not going to be here very long, so That's yes, I was too. off by two years. I apologize. I think uh, you're I'm, the only atom here, you know what I'm saying? The rest of the kind of fun house week host tomorrow, it's going to be Blessing and Alana, Thursday, Blessing and Adam, Friday, me and Alana. Remember, all sorts of cool kind of fun house stuff happening. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash funhouse, see the entire schedule, make sure you don't miss any of the videos we're doing over there, they're doing over here, the streams, the whatnots, the good times. Adam, yeah, what are you most right. excited for this week of doing stuff together? Oh my god. Um I I just enjoy the the whole the whole thing of it. I'm just trying to enjoy it moment to moment, you know? Like I've learned my therapist has told me just live in the moment like Michael Jordan and that's what I'm trying to do. And like Wait, was your so therapist far, just the, what just the 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 Michael Jordan documentary series? But basically, yeah, I I talk at it and then it, it's, <laughs> it, it just says buy a Reese's or uh, one of the other sponsors of that show. <laughs> and they have a State Farm, I think it was one. No, I'm, I, I think uh, you guys have always been uh, some of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I liked, I did that little Twitter thing uh, earlier yeah. where I, they asked me to do something and I just said, no, here's a picture of Greg and Tim that I keep in my, uh, my travel bag at all times. So, uh, I always have fond memories all the way back to the gauntlet season two. Right. Remember that when we met way back in the day? Your 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 leg was (laughs) I I hurt myself doing CrossFit. That was stupid. CrossFit (laughs) is stupid. I'm going on the record. Uh glad somebody's got the ball to say it, and it's you. Finally, finally, someone came out uh and and was mad about it. But yeah, no, no. I mean it's it's the it's the coward answer, but I'm I'm enjoying this entire week so far and starting, you know, we did the stuff last week with Andy to get it rolling, but like it's you guys are always just so much fun to make content with. So yeah, I'm we're, having a great time. We're happy we worked it out. We're happy you're here. Of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, kind of funny.com slash funhouse. You can keep up on all the different things we are doing. Um, and remember, until next time, this has been kind of funny games daily, each and every week on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. The show isn't officially over. You can head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and get the exclusive post show there. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Maybe you're watching on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Subscribe. Maybe you're listening on a podcast service. Keep your eyes on the road. Uh, know that no matter how you consume the show, we love and appreciate you. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>